0: Welcome again to Back to the Future Minute, the daily podcast where we analyze the movie Back to the Future, part three, one repetitive minute at a time. I'm Scott Corelli.
1: I'm Nick Jimenez in the news.
0: And today we are going back to Minute 3, which begins with Doc running into the flames. The flames of time. Of hell. And ends with the logo for Back to the Future Part 3.
1: Can you... Did you see this in theaters? No, you didn't see any of them in theaters.
0: Uh, no, I didn't see any of them in theaters.
1: Man, can you imagine how hyped you would have like being a kid and like just seeing that because like okay so we we just uh, i mean i don't want to spoil i don't want to get too far ahead of myself but Mm -hmm. when that logo shows up that gorgeous shimmering lucasfilm yeah yeah it yeah i mean it's
0: been it's been six months at this point mm -hmm. uh since the uh since the since part two was in theaters, first mm-hmm. first was released in theaters, so it's been like six months. So everyone has been waiting six months. No one has seen Back to the Future two since it left theaters. Yeah, because it wouldn't have been on video or anything yet. I don't think because uh, the turnaround on that sort of thing was usually closer to like nine months to a year mm-hmm. at the time. Uh, so Back to the Future two probably didn't hit video until like the summer. Like, later that summer, like July, August. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. So, I, uh, yeah, I mean, I I just imagine just how much hype you would get being like, yeah, that cliffhanger. Oh, my God. Yeah. And now we're going to find out what happened.
1: Yeah. Did he wake up?
0: Yeah. Is he dead? His little, uh, Doc's little spin as he passes out is.
1: Oh, it's, yeah, he's such a little,
0: like, prima donna. Well, it's just it's just funny because, I mean, it's obviously it's obviously Christopher Lloyd, like
1: hamming it up, not
0: wanting to land on his face or something, Yeah, (laughs) Yeah. you know, so he's like he's like trying to like aim his back to the ground. Um, But it's just it makes it. It's done really well where it doesn't look natural at all, but it looks naturally comedic, you know, Mm -hmm. where you just sort of toss it off as being like, oh, he's a funny guy, this guy.
1: Yeah, he's a silly Look little goose.
0: Look how goofy goose. it is. Yeah, yeah A silly so old
1: man. You know, he kind of looks like a goose.
0: <laughs> he does. He looks like a goose man.
1: He kind of... Uh, Do you ever see the Aristocats? No. Really? I don't think so. Anyway, there's this um, There's this character in the Aristocats named Uncle Waldo. And he's a goose. And he's... Hmm. He, he, it, it's actually real. I didn't get how dark this was as a kid. But, um... So, they run into... The aristocats run into these two ducks, right? Or these two geese. And they're uh-huh. like, we're going to visit our Uncle Waldo. Uncle Waldo is being cooked. And the oh. reason he's drunk is he was being smothered in cooking sherry. Oh my god. And then he escapes from the kitchen and they're okay. like, "Hi, hi Uncle Waldo." And he goes, "Be here." I'm drunk, and and as a kid, I'm like ah, he's drunk, like grown-ups are. Wait, but did he still have his feathers? He his little his, his little goose butt doesn't have any feathers.
0: But so they 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 soaked him in cooking <laughs> sherry <laughs> while he was alive. Yeah, while, while he was alive and still covered in feathers.
1: Yeah, and they were in the what process
0: kind of stickos were
1: cooking this <laughs> goose alive. Yeah, and he's wearing a little top hat, and he's fine. He has he has no. What was that? Was that 80s? No, Aristocats? no, no, no. I think like the 60s or 70s, I think. Really? Yeah, because Phil Harris was still in it. Um, and he wow. didn't. Hold on. I'm going I'm to look this up real quick.
0: Yeah, look he, up the release date. I, I'm thinking I, it's got to be late 70s. Got to be.
1: Sure. I, I think he had passed. I think he had passed away, Walt Disney, because the Jungle Book was his last one that he worked on before. Literally, literally 1970.
0: Okay. All right. So, yeah, that's a, that's interesting because that's not the first time that they've done a scene like that because there was the scene in Little Mermaid.
1: Oh, where yeah, the, where
0: he... the chef wants to cook, cook the, the. Sebastian. Yeah.
1: Like, was Walk a crab?
0: Him. Yeah, he's a, he's a little crab. Okay, he's a crab. I couldn't remember if it was a crab or a lobster.
1: No, lobsters are way long. It's a way longer aquatic beast.
0: Yeah, I guess that's true.
1: Man, um, that's a movie I haven't seen in a while, Little Mermaid.
0: Yeah. Uh, so, anyway, so back to the – after a tangent of, of geese and yeah. <laughs> cartoons. Uh, mm. So, I one, one thing that I, I guess – I always forget to point this out when we talk about this scene. Right. But I can't tell what, if anything, Doc is shouting as he's running down the the flames of time.
1: Yeah, yeah, like the skid marks
0: time. Yeah, it sounds like he's saying, asshole. <laughs> like, it just sounds like he's going, asshole. Yeah. <laughs> and, like, laughing. Uh, but I don't know. Maybe that's what I he don't does know for what he's actually saying. Maybe
1: when he does, maybe when for fun, when no one's around, he just like curses.
0: <laughs> or is he shouting, it worked? Or, Probably or, it
1: worked. I mean, that makes more the, sense.
0: The way that he's saying it is he saying it in such a cuz you know he's so elated so yeah. he's like he, he's Whoa, yeah, yeah yeah the emphasis is really off and so um for some reason the emphasis sounds like he's saying asshole
1: it's man uh, i want to be that happy yeah at least once in my life i probably have i just can't think of anything um one just day that, just that elated
0: yeah no absolutely
1: probably were you that happy when like when you like you wrap a movie no. It's normally just like, geez,
0: no, it's just it's it's I'm just like, oh thank god it's over.
1: Yeah, you're like you're like everyone after the Battle of Hogwarts.
0: <laughs> right. Yeah. It's true.
1: Uh... <laughs> speaking of speaking of weird noises, um I'm sorry, I just I I just watched these movies. But um in Deathly Hallows part two, after Voldemort's defeated, spoilers, um, Harry's like wandering around the castle and everyone's like, you know, licking their wounds and whatnot. And the camera finds, seemingly just like finds Jim Broadbent. Uh-huh. And he looks up at Harry and he goes, <laughs> Okay. Just makes the most Jim Broadbenty noise I've ever heard. <laughs> and it's reminding me of Doc. Jim Broadbent would have been a good
0: Doc. I, his Doc would have been sadder, I think.
1: <laughs> invented time travel.
0: Yeah, I don't know about that.
1: Yeah, Jim Broadbent's always a little sad.
0: Jim Broadbent,
1: I I wouldn't
0: mind seeing like a like an alternate universe, like British version of Back to the Future. Oh
1: hell yeah!
0: Where Jim Broadbent is Doc, and the and and uh, dude from Kingsman is Marty.
1: Oh yeah, Taron Egerton.
0: Yeah, Taron Egerton is Marty.
1: Be a way sexier Marty. (laughs) Just just like a total chav, just like a total like cockney Marty. (laughs) Yeah. Um, oh, Helena Bonham Carter would be a great Lorraine.
0: Uh, I think well, I mean, I think she's a little too old to play Lorraine. Oh, uh, that's true. Yeah. Um But anyway, she would be a good Doc. Oh, Helena Bonham Carter would be a great Doc.
1: Yeah.
0: Oh my god, yes yeah, she would. I'm just like I'm gonna, like picture her under her hair and everything. Yeah. Like Yeah, oh, that's crazy. Martin. Anyway. Anyway, sorry. Uh this is we can we keep going off topic because look. We, we talked about, we talked about this twice already.
1: Yeah. <laughs> um uh. hold on. Okay, so Risa Fons No, Reese Fonz is too old. Like Reese Fons would be a good doc. I'm trying to think who would be a good like George and Lorraine. Um. Oh.
0: George and Lorraine. I have to be around the age of um
1: Okay, so how how old was Leah Thompson when the first one came out? Like late twenties? Mid-twenties?
0: Uh, no, early. Early twenties. She was tw- like 19, 20.
1: 22?
0: Yeah, she was really young.
1: Okay. I don't want to say the same I'm old.
0: age as she was the same age. She, her, and Crispin Glover and Michael J. Fox were all the same age. That's the whole point.
1: Okay. So Karen Gillen's probably too old. Yeah. Um How old is um Antonia Thomas or Misfits now? She's also too tall. Too tall, yeah, that's true. Karen Gillan's
0: like <laughs> She'd like tower over
1: Dude yeah. um, <laughs> um, I don't know. God, maybe the old, man. Maybe what
0: about what about that uh what about the one actress in uh Game of Thrones who Oh Maisie Williams. Uh no, not Maisie Williams. Maisie Williams is too young, I think. She'd be
1: good Marty. Uh,
0: no, I was thinking yeah, she would be. I, I was thinking um Sam's girlfriend.
1: The oh, the baby. oh, yeah, from uh, from the Bill and Sebastian movie. Yeah, 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 yeah. Gilly, was... yeah, Gilly, <laughs> yeah, Gilly. Yeah, she I would be. Gilly. She would
0: be a fun Lorraine. She'd be fun,
1: Lorraine. She's a good yeah. actress.
0: Yeah, she was on that show, Skins.
1: Oh, see, I never the watched original. Skins.
0: Oh. yeah, the good, the original one's good. The, MTV the good one, one yeah, is... not the MTV. One. Yeah. The MTV one the was MTV awful. The MTV one's awful. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> just horrible. It um, really, the it really skin the British Skins is only good for like the first. First two casts. Sure. Uh, and then the third cast is like not
1: as good. Oh, you know who would make a really good Marty is it might be too old now, but if they made it right around the golden age of Misfits, um the guy from Misfits.
0: <laughs> oh yeah?
1: Yeah, that guy. I forgot his name.
0: Which guy Oh, you know who would be good? Who? Um From Misfits and Game of Thrones. The uh
1: Oh yeah, yeah. Um He would be a good George. Barry. No, but that wasn't his name. But
0: like, Zachary
1: Barry, that guy. Um,
0: the guy, the guy who was, uh, he was Simon on Misfits, and then he was that really horrible, monstrous. Yeah, yeah,
1: yeah. The, the villain guy. in Game of Thrones. Um, of Thrones, yeah. Snow. Um, he got eaten by his dogs. Yeah. Spoilers. Um, <laughs>
0: <laughs> I mean, we, nobody even knows if they. I, yeah, I, you I, either the,
1: watch. The, yeah, that's true.
0: Yeah, they, the, they would have had. They'd have to watch. Know who that guy is because they knew misfits and understand and not have be not be caught up. Like that's true. So yeah. many things would have to happen in order yeah. for that
1: to qualify. Perfect. A Diagram. I'm just kinda yeah. mad I can't remember Bolton, Lord Bolton.
0: Yes, 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 yes. Yeah. Yes. He would be a good George. Yeah, he would be Because he's really good not George. as scary as he is on on Game of Thrones. No,
1: right? then that's why um I feel bad for him because i feel like so many more people have seen him in game of thrones and he's mm-hmm. such a he's such a sweetheart in in misfits misfits yeah i know um i hope yes. he works after after thrones i hope so too um or, we'll find out soon i guess we will actually i could i could see I, I could i could deal with anyone from the original cast of misfits working more would sophie turner be a good lorraine sophie turner would be a good um uh why can i remember marty's girlfriend's name
0: Oh, Jennifer? Yeah, Jennifer, she would be. She a, she'd be, be a really Jenny. good Jennifer.
1: Yeah. She would be a good Jennifer.
0: Yeah, she'd be a great Jennifer. Uh, so anyway,
1: anyway, UK UK um, Game of Thrones. I mean, UK Back <laughs> to the Future.
0: I like the idea of like Hill Valley in in the UK being like a small English village. Oh, know?
1: totally. Yeah, like a little hamlet. Yeah. <laughs> We've run this. Uh, <laughs> Hill Valley is one best village for 5 years in a row. <laughs> Oh, oh, you know who would make a really good doc is Dylan Moran.
0: Oh, yeah.
1: Homeboy from Black Books.
0: Yeah, yeah. Black Books and Shaun of the Dead. Pete. Yeah. No, he didn't play Pete.
1: Oh, yeah. He was, was um he was, was the Peter
0: Serafinowicz. He, he was, was the, the Harry Potter looking guy.
1: Yeah, he was the boyfriend. Right. What was his name? I forget. Anyway, we'll find out. <laughs> um, <laughs> oh, will we? <laughs> well, I mean, like, we'll look it up. Okay. Um
0: <laughs> Uh yeah, so um we just get that great part 3 logo. Did the part 2 logo glow like that or yeah. is this extra fanfare because of
1: it being the last one? I want to say this is extra fanfare because I don't really remember Oh, you know what? It wasn't because part 2 was was um put against the clouds. Right. Remember
0: yeah, I think it shined a little bit like it glared, but I don't think it like
1: Glistened. it like
0: exploded in in <laughs> yeah. sunlight like this one does. Yeah. This one, this one looks like it's it's like glowing like a Harry Potter spell. Like it's just like.
1: Yeah, Lumos Maxima.
0: Yeah, right. That one.
1: You know, what's really interesting about the Harry Potter logos is they became more and more uh dead and decrepit as the series went on yeah that made that actually made me sad, yeah because remember in like in part in part one Deathly hollows when they're zooming in it's like creaking and like like right. rusty that's
0: that was that's, my that was my God! can you imagine if Zemeckis had gotten his hands on one of those movies?
1: oh he would have been great,
0: oh man because they even do i mean they even do like a like a hard logo card like he likes mm-hmm. You know he loves a hard logo card.
1: You know they uh, wanted to bring him back for um, Fantastic Beasts, but his, the the schedule wouldn't work out. Who Alfonso Cuarón? Oh, really? Yeah, yeah. I was after I saw Fantastic Beasts, I was like just looking up, you know, the making of it or whatever. And they <sighs> came to him, and he was like, "Oh, now you'll come back to me? I'm busy working." Stupid. Oh man. I'm like okay, I guess we'll give it to David Yates again. <sighs> I know. Because he's, he's directing something right now. He's doing like a small. like Yeah, like a Mexican
0: movie. Yeah. Mexican. Literally yeah. a Mexican movie. Yeah, right. Yeah, no. Yeah. Like shooting in Mexi- Mexico, presumably Spanish language.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah. But if it wasn't.
0: Uh, it's like his uh, third um, Spanish language Mexican
1: yeah. film. Yeah. también.
0: He had a, one before, he had one that, that blew him up prior to um, A Little Princess and Great Expectations. Did
1: he direct Amos? I, I always get his early stuff and Alejandro Gonzalez and Iñárritu's filmography mixed up.
0: His, or, of, his first Spanish language film was from like 1990 <laughs> or something like I'm gonna that. I'm going to Google 91. who directed
1: Amos Perros. I can't remember. Amos uh, Perros.
0: But, uh, but any, but Amores anyway, Peros
1: was directed by found Oh, that was Alejandro Gonzalez in too. So okay. He-
0: so, he, so yeah, but yeah, he, he did a, a, a Mexican film, uh, early nineties, and then he did a little princess and then great expectations. And then went and did another, he did You 2 Mama Tambien.
1: Okay. So he directed this movie I've literally never heard of called Solo Contu Pajera, which okay, came out in. Which came out in 1991. Then in 95, he directed Little Princess. Then in 98, he directed A Great Expectations. I've never seen. And then in 2001, he directed e Two Mama Tambien.
0: Right. Yep. Just like I said.
1: Yep. And then Harry Potter.
0: Yeah. And he almost sh- made it. And then Great Expectations was a flop, so he went back to Mexico. Yeah. And now, and then made e Two Mama Tambien, blew up again, mm-hmm. made it. Uh, had a step back with Children of Men, which was really, really good, but not a lot of people saw it. And then he did yeah. Gravity and became like a household name. And now well, the, uh, he's going back to Mexico to do a small film because I think he was getting so many offers, he was overwhelmed. Yeah. and He's like, you know what? I just, I'm going to go do my own thing and uh, I'll be back.
1: Yeah. Because he, um yeah, I always remember hearing the story that, um, when he was being offered the job to direct Azkaban, um, Daniel Radcliffe was like, oh, well, I I, I I should watch some of his films then. So he watched Eat to Mama Tambien with his dad. Oof. And...
0: <laughs> that is not a movie that you should watch as yeah. a 13-year-old. With your dad. With your dad.
1: And then Alfonso was like, see, yeah, there will be a scene where Harry and Ron have a threesome with McGonagall. <laughs> um, no,
0: no, 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 no. <laughs> um, <laughs> so... <laughs> So anyway,
1: Oh, so that's your uh, course in modern Mexican film for today.
0: <laughs> yeah. Uh, so tomorrow will be better because there's stuff to talk about tomorrow.
1: I think uh, we, I think the listeners learned a lot today. We
0: haven't talked about before. Uh, yeah. So sorry about that, everybody. But the uh, yeah. But back to the the logo thing. Yeah. Like it just I I love Zemeckis' love of a title card.
1: Yeah, and I just really. I just love a good, I, I just love rewarding the viewer for watching your film. Uh huh. You know, it's like, Hey, thank you. Boom. Well, back and I fitch-
0: love, I love having the confidence, you know, cause Zemeckis, he, he's like, okay, look, I'm making this movie. I know that I want it to be a big deal. So let's design a logo and that's normally something that the that that a marketing department does, but in in this case, he's like, "No, no, no. Art department, come up with a logo." Cuz it's going to be in the movie, and then the marketing department can use that.
1: Yeah, and I, it just feels more organic. It kind of it kinda, it, yeah, just, and it, I it it just makes everything
0: feel like part of a whole. Yeah. Whereas like I hate having where there's like a logo for a thing and it's in all the marketing material, and then you just you go see the movie, and the the logo isn't a logo; it's just typeface on a sc- on a black screen or over an opening scene or something.
1: Yeah, you know what that kind of you know when you say that, what made me, what reminded me of that is uh, are the Hunger Games movies. Oh yeah, like you like Mockingjay. Yeah. Part Town.
0: Yeah. Right.
1: Um. Yeah, yeah. You know, uh, I don't know why this reminded me, but it kind of reminded me of um, that story of, like, Simon Pegg, like, drew the logo for Paul, like, in his notebook. Uh-huh. And he was like, we should make this someday. And it was, like, yeah. a little alien, like, doing, like, the middle finger.
0: Right. No, I liked, I really, I do like that as part of the the whole process of the creation of the film. Because I feel like having a good logo from the beginning is important because it's like, oh, you can see a logo and kind of get an, a feeling for what the vibe of the movie is going to be and how you should try selling it.
1: You know? Like like Thor Ragnarok.
0: Sure, totally. Yeah.
1: Like that logo got people hyped.
0: Right. Right. Or turned some people off, but at least they know what they're they're ready for, what what they're, <laughs> you know, preparing themselves for, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So. Anyway, all right. Well, this went way longer than I thought it would. <laughs> Considering the content that we were covering, but yeah. uh, we will be back tomorrow with a brand new minute
1: on Thursday.
0: Yes. What What is that about? You do that all the time, Thor's Day. What is that?
1: Well, that, well, that well, that's where Thursday comes from.
0: Is it? Yeah. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah, Norse.
1: Yeah, and it was. It was. It was. It was like this is Thor's Day. Then it became Thursday.
0: Oh, interesting. Okay, cool. All right. Well, uh, we'll be back tomorrow. Bye, everybody. <laughs>